everyone and welcome to Teens Talk Science. I'm Archie. And I'm Sophia and today we're joined by our friend Johnny. Nice to be here. And we're all high schoolers. On this podcast we discuss topics relevant to the modern scientific community from a teen's perspective. Today we'll be discussing nature versus nurture. So nature versus nurture is this debate that's been going on for decades in the psychological community, really ever since its founding. What it boils down to is nature or our natural instinct towards things, usually our genome or other such inherent factors about ourselves, versus nurture, which is our environment, our upbringing, it's anything that we encounter in our lives. And the debate revolves around which is more important or which is more impactful. Do our starting conditions determine us more than our environment, or do the things that we do and encounter affect us more than our original starting point? And so, There are many different perspectives on that, and some people lean more towards one or the other, but generally there isn't a consensus on one being more important than the other. It depends on the context and also the severity of each. So one of the things that researchers do to investigate nature versus nurture is conduct studies that are known as twin studies. So this is when researchers look at twins who were separated at birth, grow up in completely different places, lead completely different lives, And after they grow up, scientists will compare their lives, their jobs, um, their um, relationships, all that, to look at um, how similar they've become. And kind of that gives us an insight as to um, their genetics because identical twins share their DNA. And the idea is that if you can hold the nature constant with the same genes, same mother, same everything, then you can study the effects of just that pure nurture or the environment. Yeah, so I remember there was a study that I read about where a pair of identical twin brothers were separated at birth, and they were both adopted, and their adopted parents both called them Jim, and while they didn't live, um, they didn't grow grow up together, they both had, they both had a dog named Toy, and they both married a woman named Linda, um, which they both divorced, um, so it's a question of coincidence or is it something that's determined by their genetics there we go and well there's definitely a bit of chance there of course marrying women with the same names or divorcing them or having a dog with the same names aren't exactly determined exclusively by your genes sometimes your nature can have an effect on that and that's what the researchers looked at they look at factors such as iq um different talents or abilities or natural inclinations. Sometimes we see a lot of variation uh, between regular siblings, but luckily when that's removed to identical twins, it gives us a much clearer picture with which we can use to understand the issue. Uh, Additionally, when it comes down to nature versus nurture, it's also necessary to mention the fact that the two interact with each other to form results. Sometimes someone will have a natural weakness to a particular disease or illness, and it's only when it's exposed to that illness or certain hazardous conditions that the condition will arise. Likewise, in the opposite manner, sometimes exposure to harmful chemicals can cause genetic changes that ultimately lead to diseases. For instance, UV rays damage skin cells and ultimately can cause skin cancer by mutating the genes. In that case, while it is technically the genes that cause the cancer, the UV, light, the UV rays are ultimately responsible. 
Right. And I think, um, I think it's schizophrenia, correct? That has a, a genetic, you can have a genetic predisposition for it. However, unless you're exposed to, um, outside, an outside factor, um, that gene might never activate. You might never actually present symptoms until later on. Um, it's not just schizophrenia. It can be many different mental illnesses. Like for instance, my mother's bipolar. And mm -hmm. so if you look at the condition, yes, there's a slight inclination for someone like that to have children who are bipolar, but unless certain uh, conditions arise during childhood, as you say, mm -hmm. the condition will never manifest itself and I can be a perfectly healthy individual. And it's not just mental illness, it's also other um, diseases like diabetes, for example. So in my family, um, my dad has um, type 2 diabetes. And so I might be have a genetic predisposition for it. However, if I eat well, exercise, all that kind of stuff, there's less of a chance that I'll develop it. Having that um, history in my family doesn't necessar necessarily guarantee it. And it's like that. Um, for a lot of different diseases, it's not just um, mental illnesses or diabetes. I was just using it more as an example. Heart disease is a common example. I mean, people usually fill out forms, and whenever you go to a doctor, sometimes they'll ask if heart failure runs in the family or other such things. Right. That's why it's so important um, to get blood work done if you have a history of um, illnesses like that in your family to make sure that you're going to the doctor, all that kind of stuff, because... Um, there is a possibility of that developing even if it isn't guaranteed. Yeah, things like migraines. Um, my family doesn't have a predisposition for migraines, but um, I do get migraines. So, so sometimes conditions can naturally arise as well, and it doesn't necessarily have to be because of um, genetics. Yes, and so honestly, like that's a prime example of how even without the inherent nature, you can still have the environment inducing such things. Uh, but to add on to my previous point about the interaction between nature versus nurture, uh, I just want to briefly detour the conversation to epigenetics, since that's a budding scientific field. And it's examining, essentially, how exactly our environment influences our genes and how those effects can carry on throughout our lives and even into our other, people, other people's lives. So I was reading one study um, and it found that in chronic smokers who have had a sense of history with smoking and honest, uh, it found that people who had an extensive history with smoking uh, and had children, it was found that the children had a 50% greater likelihood of having asthma in their lives simply because of the fact that their parents smoked. And that was just a mere genetic predisposition this was uh, barring any effects that the actual secondhand smoke would have on the child, if any was found. That's really interesting, and I think it's definitely important to do more research into how the environment affects genetics and genetic predispositions um, because of factors like that, where when somebody does start smoking or if somebody does something um, in their life, how is that going to affect their children or um, you know, their grandchildren moving forward? How is that going to look? Definitely. and. I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't quite remember whether or not this was guaranteed or if there wasn't enough evidence to quite say yet, but I believe in people who exercise, specifically do strength uh, conditioning, they have a greater mitochondrial density inside their cells, and that translates to uh, a better, let's say, energy efficiency in their offspring. And so, just an additional note. Do you prefer one or the other? Do you think that 
overall your do you think um, your genes are more important than your environment or i think i personally think that environment is um like while there is obviously like genes genetics do play a role i think it's more how um like how the environment makes the genes like how the environment allows the genes to be expressed and if they are expressed so there is a case where um there was a girl genie who was who probably had um normal genes um however she was locked up in the house and she was not allowed to see other people um and she didn't develop she didn't develop like a normal child and she doesn't have speech skills linguistic capabilities linguistic she didn't have linguistic capabilities um and her development is was a lot slower than uh the average child and so because she did have healthy genes because the environment was not um suitable for to bring up a child she was not able to have a normal childhood and she wasn't able to be brought up normally right and so that impaired her ability to develop um speech capabilities um, and I think that's an interesting point because that definitely supports more the idea that the environment has a larger impact. However, you have to be really careful when you're talking about that specific study because a lot of the researchers involved um, grew to have a very close personal connection with Jeannie. And so a lot of that research is discredited because it didn't have the correct research ethics. Hmm. Uh, this reminds me of uh, something B.F. Skinner said. Uh, he was a behaviorist, well, really the founding behaviorist of the uh, 1960s, I believe. He once said that if you gave him several school children, that he could make lawyers, doctors, engineers out of them if he could create their entire lives. And there was a little bit of hyperbole in that, but his message stands true that he believed, at least the pers- from the perspective of behaviorism, that it was ultimately what you did to a child and what you could train people to do that ultimately decided their fate rather than any inherent notions of uh, superiority or intelligence or athleticism or any such feats and when talking about this you have to be a little careful because some people in the past or some groups in the past has have attempted to use uh, well the nature side of the argument to promote things such as epigenetics in a very uh, let's say bigoted way but speaking of behaviorism, um, there's been a lot of recent research in the past years. Um, let me just clarify for anybody listening. Behaviorism is a specific field, uh, a school of thought in psychology. So some recent research in behaviorism that started with Skinner has sort of looked at it. And of course, behaviorism is inherently inclined to the nurture side of the nature versus nurture debate. But we're also looking into various things such as how our behaviors influence our genes, again, through epigenetical means. Uh, I already mentioned that exercise can possibly lead to greater mitochondrial density. Uh, We're also looking at how different activities, such as writing, language learning, other mental skills are leading to chemical changes in the brain, which are ultimately leading to genetic changes in our, well, in ourselves. It's interesting to note that there are some there are some diseases like sickle cell anemia and Huntington's disease where if you have the genetic marker, it doesn't matter um, 
how your environment affects you, you're still going to end up with the disease. Yeah, I mean, in that way, you know, your nature is somewhat limited, um, or limiting, I should say. I mean, none of us were born with the capacity to fly. We don't have wings. And so depending on what exactly the task is, I mean, there will be some things that we just can't do as people for biological limitations, physiolog physiological reasons. And so there, are, there always has to be that balance between understanding that we have a great deal of autonomy and what we can do through our environment, but then also understanding that there are some hard limits placed by our nature. I agree. I think overall it's impossible to say whether or not nature or nurture is more important. Um, I think there is evidence to support both sides of the argument of this debate, um, which is why it's persisted as one of the biggest debates in psychology to this day. Alright, so that seems like a good place to stop. Okay. I mean, just acknowledging the fact that there is no consensus at this point. It's an ongoing issue. There's more evidence being gathered. But I think it's always going to come down to the subjective decision whether or not you think, well, our decisions matter, whether or not we have freedom of choice, or whether or not ultimately it's going to be our nature and our circumstance that we're born with that we have no choice over, whether that decides our fate. Right. And obviously one viewpoint is um, a little bit more optimistic than the other. Yes. Um, so on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. Thank you, Johnny, for joining us during this episode. Um, don't forget to follow our podcast and join us next time. We upload every Saturday at 10 a.m. And um, we'll see you there.